Hi everyone, today I'm speaking with Eric Peters, Product Manager at HubSpot Academy, to find out how offering free online education and certification can empower product growth. HubSpot Academy is the world leader in offering free online training for marketing, sales and customer service professionals. With over 200,000 users to take care of and five years at the company, here is what Eric's got to share. Welcome to The Product Show, 20-minute interviews with founders and product makers sharing how they hacked early growth. Hi, Rick. Welcome to The Product Show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for agreeing to spend some time with us. Uh, okay, so let's start with uh, a little bit about you. What's your background? How did you end up at HubSpot Academy? Sure thing. So I, um, I'm currently the product manager for HubSpot Academy, which is the application where all of our courses are taken. Um, I started out studying technology entrepreneurship at a uh, very entrepreneurship specialized school here in our college here in Boston called Babson College. Uh, from there, I really wanted to get into a tech startup of some sort. So then I jumped over to a, a platform as a service company in uh, Boston, worked there for five years, uh, really fell in love with growth marketing and growth uh, and working in sort of rapidly growing technology companies. And then in 2015, I joined HubSpot specifically to work on HubSpot Academy and the certification program. So I've been doing that back then. HubSpot Academy was much smaller, much smaller team and had a lot uh, fewer users. And so it's been really exciting to see it grow into what it's become today. And when did you launch it? When did you launch well, HubSpot Academy? HubSpot Academy actually came out much earlier before I joined HubSpot, back I think in 2012. Uh, but from what I know, the story is the uh, impetus for creating it was actually ha having too many customers for the number of customer support reps that HubSpot had. So it was built as this kind of one-to-many training tool for our customers and partners to teach them how to use HubSpot and get the most out of their HubSpot uh, subscription. And in 2013, 2014, when they started releasing certification courses, the first certification was the inbound certification, which is still one of our most popular uh, courses. And we had people kind of sneaking in and joining that course, even though they weren't customers. And what we were teaching in that course is that you should really give away content for free and teach the world something to show that you're an expert and that will attract people to your business. And that's the inbound methodology kind of in a nutshell. And so we said, well, let's make it free and, and open it up to everyone. Um, and then the inbound certification just became kind of this free online course that was you know, not the best at teaching SEO or the best at teaching content marketing or the best at teaching email marketing, but it was probably one of the best at combining all of those different topics into one cohesive methodology that uh, small and medium-sized businesses could really wrap their heads around it and implement and use. So that was kind of the origin story for HubSpot Academy. And since then, it's, it's grown a lot. Um, and I'm really glad that it started out as that customer enablement platform because the needs and the key performance indicators of those courses when you're worried about your customers, they're different than uh, if we focus just on acquisition from the beginning. So we were really focused, or I should say the team back then was really focused on creating behavioral change and, you know, making sure people really understood how to use the software deeply. Um, and they'd, you know, capture that feedback on those courses and, and make them better and better and better. 
And that's actually what turned them into such an attractive acquisition tool for us later on. Interesting. I actually thought as an outsider that it started as an acquisition tool for HubSpot, but it looks like it was the other way around. Um, and it is this hub. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. And it has become this hub uh, for your existing customers and your prospects. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, how you uh, take care of both sides and um, um, how, how do you approach the uh, different needs? You know, it's it's not easy. And we have customers who are very advanced and then customers who are just getting started. And then we have prospects who are very advanced and prospects who are completely new to the whole HubSpot ecosystem. And oftentimes they don't even realize that HubSpot is a software platform. They just think of HubSpot Academy as this online course provider. And so as the product team supporting that platform, we really need to take a step back and say, what are what is the best environment for someone to learn something, regardless of what they're learning and what their end goal is, what tools can we build that solve for everybody? And that doesn't just mean, you know, throughout the whole customer lifecycle, whether they're a prospect, a partner, a customer, but also, you know, what region they're in, what language they're speaking, what, you know, topics they're learning about. Uh, we really have to kind of abstract away and just make sure we're building a platform that helps people learn uh, whatever it is our content teams want to teach them. Yeah, very interesting. And let's talk um, a little bit about uh, of a typical um, user journey. So my assumption is, is people would usually come across HubSpot Academy when they're looking for a particular certificate or they're interested in a particular topic. So they would sign up, uh, get out of it what they need, and they would, they would probably leave for some time. Can you talk us through some of the tactics you use to keep their uh, curiosity uh, to like make them come back and potentially turn them into HubSpot customers? Sure. So it's it's pretty normal for someone taking an online course, particularly a free one, to come in, learn something, and then, you know, stop and go back to whatever they were doing. And maybe if, if we're lucky, apply what they learned. And I think that's normal. And, and we should, you know, support that behavior, right? Because if they're just in there learning and learning and learning, they're never going to have an opportunity to apply what they've been learning. Um, so generally, we're okay with people, you know, coming and leaving. We're not the type of, we're not measuring daily active users and trying to like get them back in every day at one after another, like you see with some sort of more micro learning applications. Um, but at the same time, there are updates and things that, that draw them back in. For instance, when we release new courses, we have a whole communication strategy around when who we tell new courses about. So if you took a course about a related topic, you're gonna to hear about the new ones that can kind of extend that, that learning. Um, we also, have an expiration on those certificates um, with good reason because at most of the topics that we teach are changing so quickly. Like if you look at the way social media marketing has changed over the last couple of years, it's actually really hard for us to keep up with in that content. So if you're certified in the 2019 edition of HubSpot Academy's social media certification, by the time 2021 comes around, social media has drastically changed. All of a sudden we have TikTok and we have more video content and we have less, you know, something else. So uh, it's a really difficult job for that professor to keep on top of what is changing in the industry and making sure that if you hold that certification and you have that kind of stamp of approval saying you're an expert in this topic, that it really means something. Because we see the end user as, as almost like the person hiring the person with that certification. Yes, we want to serve that the, the user who is learning in HubSpot Academy and achieving that award. But if we make their boss or the hiring manager who's about to hire them happy, then they're automatically happy. 
Tell us a little bit more about how the content is created, how you identify what's needed. For example, you just mentioned TikTok and also how you manage the relationship with the creators, because that's not just HubSpot sharing knowledge. You also have these intermediary stakeholders that impact your users. It is a powerful position, I believe, but also it looks like something that's tricky to manage. Yeah, the, the working with content creators is tricky for certain because on the one hand, we have many end users who have their own needs and wants. And then we also have a team of content creators who have their needs and wants. And, and we kind of constantly ask ourselves, do we help the content creators influence the end users or do we just inf- like directly work on, on features that the end users want? A lot of times those overlap, sometimes they don't. And it's the times that they don't overlap that, that gets a little difficult. If we have a content creator who is uh, teaching a particular topic where they want a, a certain type of quiz question or a certain type of asset in HubSpot Academy where, it's, it would in total be, you know, maybe one or 2% of the, of the entire user base that would use it. But to that content creator, that's like really important to them to be able to teach the topic that they're teaching. So, and we also see that in different languages too. Like for some of our Japanese users, certain quiz questions and test methodologies are not the same as they would be in uh, the US or in Western Europe. So uh, there's some, some challenging kind of balancing acts between what we choose to work on that influences a large number of people and what we choose to work on that influences the content creators and how they create education. We have a lot of respect for the content creators. Um, and, and yeah, we don't necessarily see it as a position of power as much of a position of servitude because they're the, creating the product that people are signing up for. This is one of the few products at HubSpot where the product isn't actually the software and the application, it's the content. and. Um, we, you know, we have to remind ourselves of that and, and realize that we're, we're the stage and the platform on which the, the product that people are signing up for and getting value from uh, come to. So uh, we have a lot of respect for the content creators and, you know, some of the, the processes that they use to create this content is incredible and has been honed over the years um, to, to really develop consistent education, you know, that can be localized into different languages. And that's a, that's a really, really hard task that they have on, on their side. So what we, when we, you know, can make life easier for them, we, we do, because at the end of the day, the more content in HubSpot Academy and the more easily our end users can find that content and watch that content and, and, and take those courses, the better everyone's mission is. So we really see ourselves as, as kind of two sides of the same coin and, and one team. Yeah, perfect. Um, let's talk um, a little bit more about HubSpot Academy as a product itself. Uh, and I believe that's where your strengths are. Um, I read an article um, that you wrote um, uh, where you talk about building sustainable word of mouth demand through your users. I particularly like that you talk about exceeding expectations with building these delightful moments, because that's something what we're focused at here at Pony when building products for um, our customers. So can you talk uh, a little bit more about these three principles of product-led word of mouth demand that you talk about? Sure. Yeah. And, and I'd you know, let's talk about the, the delight one in particular, because I think that's the most powerful of them. Um, that concept of delight moments r- reminds me a lot of the concept of aha moments. So the typical aha moment or an activation point for a new piece of software or for a new user in a 
in an application is when they uh, realize enough value to basically keep them active and keep them retained uh, going forward. And when you have on the other side of that life cycle, when a customer, they also have an aha moment, but we like to call it a delight moment. It's when we go above and beyond what they were expecting. So they're happy with the software, you know, they're still a promoter of it, um, or they're, they might not be quite a promoter, but they're happy with it. They're, they're good. And then if we can do something that exceeds their expectation in some way, um, then that's when we can kind of turn them into a promoter of the product. And that's a really powerful moment that I think a lot of applications and, and teams forget about because they're, they're very concerned with, you know, acquisition uh, and monetization and retention metrics. But you can turn your existing customers into a really, really powerful acquisition engine for your company just by building in these delight moments and these times when they go from being a, you know, good, you know, happy user sort of middle NPS to a, a full promoter where they're excited to tell their team about your product or they're excited to tell uh, the world about your product. And so one of the ways we do that is with certifications and with how we award the certification to the user. So we'll have confetti fall down from the screen and give them all these ways to share it on their social media profile. And then we try to make it look really official. And so we think about who is that person seeing this user's certificate for the first time and are they going to be impressed by it? And we tend to think of there's a, a couple kind of personas there. There's the peer uh, who is not necessarily an authority, but they're interested in what their peer has achieved and, and may want to achieve it for themselves. So we give them a way to, to an avenue into HubSpot Academy to help them achieve it. And then there's this other third party persona um, and authority who our user is trying to get a job from or trying to get a promotion. And for them, we want HubSpot Academy to look really official and, and um, you know, show, showcase, you know, how many people have these certifications that they're recognized around the world and that, you know, this is how many job descriptions ask for them um, and, and what you'll get when you hire a marketer who is inbound certified. Uh, so there's a little bit of positioning and marketing to like handling those two personas um, in that moment when, one of our users is sharing their certificate to the world. Interesting. Yes. And what's the aha moment for uh, HubSpot Academy and for your users? Have you identified this? Yes. So for us, we see a big difference in retention if we get them to, if we have a users complete a lesson within uh, the first few hours of signing up. So when they first join HubSpot Academy, if we can have, get them to, you know, a point where they've completed a lesson, that's their first feeling of accomplishment. And uh, a typical lesson, which is a, a part of a course, is 15 to 30 minutes. So it's pretty achievable by a large percentage of our new users. Um, but it's that first time where we really feel like, okay, we've given you something and you've taken it away and now you've learned something. Hopefully it was a good first lesson to take and you know, we'll you know, see you back here. Okay, brilliant. So that's when they realize, well, that's been really valuable for me and I want to share it with the world and probably continue yeah. using it. Well, and the first reaction is typically like, oh, it's free. Like, I, like they don't expect it to be free, which is, a, I think, a really good first reaction to have. Yeah, it is. Have you ever done a small UX improvement or a product tweak that you believe had a disproportionately high value on the product and its performance? Something really small that you don't you didn't expect it to turn into a big win? Yeah, I think the the amazing thing about HubSpot Academy is going back to what we were saying about how there are different personas and people in HubSpot Academy who are trying to get different things out of it. Um, Early on, we focused a lot on the certifications and 
what they could do for our users. There came a time when when we were really bolstering HubSpot Academy as a acquisition channel, and we wanted to attract new people in. And we found that the people looking and searching Google for certifications were kind of different than people who are looking for online courses. And so we made this little positioning tweak where we just started referring to HubSpot Academy more as a online course provider and the courses in HubSpot Academy as a online course rather than a certification. And we saw a, a, not only a big increase in organic search and, and kind of conversions into those courses, but also the type of user who is finding them was slightly different. So rather than having people who are looking for jobs uh, or you know looking for this kind of badge of approval to add to their resume or their LinkedIn profile, which by all means, we want those people to, like there's no reason to not in, have you know those folks come in as well. Um, but we saw more kind of business professionals who were like upskilling and just trying to learn the latest greatest tactics. And that was interesting because those users lend themselves more to monetizing and buying HubSpot because they had some challenge. They wanted to learn content marketing by taking an online course about content marketing. They didn't necessarily need a certification. They had a job that they were comfortable in and they were good, but the tools that they could then apply to do that content marketing strategy they all exist in HubSpot. So it was kind of a nice, easy connection between, okay, here's this online course about content marketing. You can learn all these great strategies and tactics. This is really hard to do without some kind of automation and software to help you do it. Um, particularly if you're you know, a small team in a small or medium-sized business, here's a whole bunch of software you know, that can help you do that. And like the free tier of HubSpot has a whole bunch of tools that they can use to help improve their content marketing strategy. So just that positioning uh, change kind of better aligned the, the new users with HubSpot software at the end of the funnel. Are these the two main user personas that you have at HubSpot Academy? People who are maybe kind of early in their careers and they're looking for ways to upgrade and to get certificates and then you have the more experienced folks. Yeah, yeah, you could call them unseasoned professionals and seasoned professionals. And it's interesting, the seasoned professionals are either there for themselves to kind of stay relevant and stay in the know and stay up to date, but they're also there to suss out training for their team and, and help build out their team with, with this kind of, with these resources. So we'll see a lot of requests for, for seasoned professionals to be able to assign content and training to their teams. So we're, so we're, you know, always considering what kind of features we can do to enable that seasoned professional to refer uh, their team to the, to the training. And then the unseasoned professionals, they're much more focused on the, the certifications and the, you know, recognition of having a level of expertise because they're in that growth mode. They're, they're moving up in their careers. And um, both of them, you know, find value in HubSpot Academy. I think the, the third, if there, if there was one, is more um, lifelong learners who are just kind of interested in, you know, digital marketing and, and these kind of business tactics, which is uh, always fun to, to do user interviews with them to see why they're in there and what they're trying to get out of it. Tell us a little bit more about the product metrics that you measure on the daily basis, something that you're really obsessed about at the moment. What is the one product metric you start your day with? We see our kind of North Star metric as those lesson completes, like the number of users completing a lesson and the number of lessons each of those users complete, because I really feel like that is the the, the truest form of a trade of value between our product and the user. Like if they're finishing lessons and they're watching those videos, they're getting something. And, you know, that's, that means that they'll come back and, and, you know, all of the other metrics will benefit from that. And that also allows us to kind of step away from 
you know, do we focus just on acquisition? Do we focus just on retention, just on monetization, just on, you know, expanding the HubSpot ecosystem? Because we can just say, like, if we get more users watching lessons and we make that experience good for all users, then all of those metrics will go up and everything will improve. So the the lesson complete is kind of the the atomic number for us. And on average, if that's not a um, kind of internal secret, how many lessons do you have completed per user? Uh, it ranges depending on the type of user. Um, but I would say, you know, in a, in a given day, it'll be five to 20 and it can go up to, you know, the hundreds if they're, they're watching a lot of courses. Another topic that I really wanted to discuss with you is the future of education. I know this is something you're really passionate about. Online education has really exploded in the last few years. We see it in the form of industry-recognized certificates or niche courses and so on and so on. At the same time, traditional education is slowly becoming obsolete simply because it cannot keep up with the speed of technology. Do you think we are permanently moving uh, to a world where individuals and companies like yours will be the educators that people want to learn from? Do you think universities and the traditional system will manage to catch up and adapt? Uh, and something that's been on my mind uh, in the last few months is, do we really need a university degree in 2021, especially in product management and marketing? We'll, we'll see some hybrid of the two. I don't think it's, it's quite, um, it, I don't think we're going to see online education fully disrupt traditional education because there are certain aspects of it that right now with the technology we have just cannot be replaced. There are parts that can and, and are vastly improved by the speed at which, you know, a company or a product like HubSpot Academy or a Coursera or Economat can be with like crowdsourced educators that they can, you know, develop content more quickly, stay on top of what the industry knows. So our content creators are watching HubSpot's 90,000 customers and seeing the trends like in, in the data about what they need to learn, what tools they're using and, and you know what tactics they're using. And that's something that a typical traditional like professor at a university probably isn't doesn't have access to or can't necessarily keep up to. But I don't think we'll ever replace the classroom environment where one student is asking a question and that professor is then hearing that question, uh, you know, optimizing their curriculum based on that question. There are six other students in the room who had the same question but were afraid to raise their hand and now are, you know, getting their answer to. And that like social aspect of an in-classroom environment is very difficult to replicate in an online environment. And so I don't think, you know, traditional education has anything to worry about. Like the immersive experience of sitting, talking to a professor, hearing other students discuss and learn from each other. Like we can create forums and we can, you know, do some of that stuff online in the social way and chat rooms and things like that, but it's not going to be the same. And it just can't. And because that can't scale, because you can't have a classroom with 2000 students in it, talk, asking questions to that professor, like there's always going to be this kind of hybrid, I think. Um, we are working with a lot of university professors around the world to bring HubSpot Academy into their classrooms. And the way they're typically using HubSpot Academy as kind of a, either an extra credit project or like a, you know, finish this course as part of our curriculum are three weeks about um, content marketing, for example. example. Um, so I, I see a hybrid approach. I think it's going to be really difficult to re truly replace the 
educational experience of an in-person classroom. But at the same time, what online learning does have is the speed at which we can update curriculum and stay on top of what is valuable. And that's really how HubSpot Academy has gotten ahead is by being the, the latest, you know, greatest tactics on, on doing these digital uh, business activities in a really modern way. Yeah, I think this hybrid idea that you just mentioned, it's actually a very smart way to, to look at things moving forward. Because as you said, it is very unlikely that anything will be able to replace university and sitting uh, in the classroom with your professor. But at the same time, if I want to uh, learn about VR or if I want to use about the latest UX principles, it's very difficult for me to get it from a, from the traditional education system that takes years for, for it to be signed off. So thank you very much for your time, right. Eric. It's been a pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Uh, and I wish you all the best with HubSpot Academy. Hope to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. The product show is brought to you by Pony, a design studio helping startups and scale-ups build and optimize their digital products at speed. Check pony.studio to learn more.